0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 K Z C C L P LP Conroe and worldwide on irlonestar.com.
1: Good morning. This is the weekly business hour. This is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and your host of the Weekly Business Hour. First of all, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I think we've got a great lineup for you. We've got a lot of information, a lot of ideas, and perhaps a surprise or two. So I encourage you, stay tuned, and you can take it all in. Before we get started, though, I want to thank some folks. First of all, I want to thank Allegra HR. Uh, you can find them at AllegraHR.com. This is an outsourcing HR, human resources company, and let me assure you that if you have 1, 2, 5, 10, 50, hundred or more employees, you can use some HR advice. And I really personally recommend Allegra H R. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R.com. Check that out. You always need to have a friend in the HR business. And when you need help, reach out to Allegra HR. And also a reminder that you can find a podcast of today's show. If you listen to some, you want to hear it again. Don't know if you quite heard what you thought you heard or whatever the reason. There's podcasts of this show in a number of places. Uh, you can go to YouTube. We have our own channel, The Weekly Business Hour. have all our shows going way back, but particularly the show today. Those are typically posted uh, 48 to 72 hours after the show's finished. You also can pick up the show right here on the website, IRLoneStar.com. That's www.irloneStar.com. Click on the show page, the weekly business hour, and you can listen to today's show if you'd like to do that. And again, there are a number of other places, iTunes, Google Play, and the list goes on and on and on. So if you need to catch up on something, please feel free to listen to our podcast. We're going to start off today's show with uh, an interesting uh, guest, Patrick Morales. He's with Cardinal Financial, which is a mortgage company. Uh, They have an interesting business model, in my opinion, and Patrick's going to share his business experience in the challenges that he faces as an independent uh, representative, so to speak, uh, Cardinal Financial. Also joining us in today's show, we got Stacy Harris. If you've listened to the show in the last couple of years, you've heard Stacy before. Uh, she is, to me, the, the, just the most wonderful networking individual that I've ever met in my career. In fact, she shares all that in some of the work that she does. But her company's Impressions by Stacey Harris, she's also the owner of several NIA networking chapters, so Stacey's really going to talk to us a little bit about our image. You know, many times as a business owner, we don't think about what we look like or what our presentation is. We just sort of roll our sleeves up, right? I've got mine up today. And we strap on our pants and our shoes and put a shirt on and we go to work. Image, though, is very, very important, not just if you're an employee, but particular if you're a business owner. So please stick around for that segment. I'll close out today's show with my Silver Fox Tip of the Week. I've entitled it, It Is Time to Go how you know when it's time to leave your business. So your business owner or someone thinking to get into business, I think you'll find my comments very interesting and absolutely usable immediately if you're in fact already in business. So I encourage you sit back, grab your patent pencil and get ready to take notes as we talk about business right here on the weekly business hour. Business is one of the things that Silver Fox advisors uh, are involved in. I'm a Silver Fox advisor if you know me and know the show. That's a group of men and women in the greater Houston area who have finished their main career track, but continue to want to work with business people as mentors, advisors, consultants. And I would encourage you that if you own a business, you need a mentor. I own five businesses in my life and I worked in a family business and I always had mentors. You need someone to bounce your ideas off confidentially. You need someone to be there to advise you, particularly in critical situations. I think a mentor is a good idea from the day you think about starting your business. Check out the Silver Foxes, silverfox.org. You can get an idea of what they do. There's also a list of the 50 plus advisors that are out there, all different backgrounds, all different kinds of people. There's one there for you and I encourage you to go take a look at it. Before we move on, I want to also remind you one more thing on my list of reminders. And that is if you have a question during the show or a comment about the show, Or if you have a question about your business, and I love to get these, send it to me here at the station. It's Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. I love to see what people are doing. I'll respond to your questions. I'll respond to your comments. I love to engage with the audience because right or wrong or indifferent, they're the ones that really drive this show. So please reach out to me at Rick at IRLoneStar.com. You know, there are opportunities right in front of all of us, so I hope you'll be one of those that grabs those opportunities. And remember, the weekly business hour is where Montgomery County and businesses really throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve their business, and to hear from some of our local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. Well, we're going to start off here, as I always like to do, and I always tell people you if you listen to the show, my favorite part of the show, and that's engaging with a local business owner, leader, someone who's absolutely walked the talk and made it happen for themselves. And that individual today, as I mentioned earlier, is Patrick Morales with Cardinal Financial. He's an independent representative of Cardinal. Patrick, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Well, I think you've got a wonderful business story. But before we get started in that, kind of lay the the predicate, if you will. Give us something to understand. What is your current business? I mean, I mentioned mortgage, but what do you actually do?
2: Well, my current business right now is actually helping people get into the American dream, into home ownership. Uh, if I can convert somebody from a rental payment to a mortgage payment, I can make a huge difference in their lifespan and their lifestyle and their financial plan for their, their being. Um, mortgages will get you into a place where you have forced savings into your house. It'll get you uh, to be responsible. Um, obviously you have to be responsible to get a mortgage, but it does help you out. So you get to the point where you, um, save and inadvertently because of the, the bringing down the principal of the of your loan and hopefully the appreciation of the value of the house and then of course you have tax advantages where you can uh, write off the uh, interest and the property taxes that you pay on your houses and as a renter you pay those interests and property taxes regardless but you pay for someone else
1: you know you make a good point about mortgages the fact is that the home Uh, And my father always felt that the home is a home. It's not an investment. But reality is it's sort of a forced, if I can use that word, lightly savings account for those that have home ownership and who meet the terms of their mortgage.
2: Yes, that, that is correct. I mean, it is not an asset altogether, but it's not a liability altogether. Yes, every month you have to make a payment. Every month you have to make sure you have maintenance going. Every month you have to take care of the insurance. But- it does build within the uh, bringing down the principle and the appreciation of the value of the house. So it is a hybrid. Um, but again, if I can take somebody who's paying rent, switch them over to a mortgage where they can own the home when it's in their best interest. Uh, obviously, if you're moving every two years, you don't want to do that. Uh, but if I can convert somebody from renter to an owner, I've, I've made a big difference in their life, whether they know it, whether they see it, whether they appreciate it or not, I made a big difference. Well, tell us a little
1: bit about your background. What brought you to the point that you went to work with Cardinal? Uh, What prepared you business-wise to do that?
2: Okay. Um, I had a tumultuous uh, career. I had been in IT for quite a number of years. 2008 came along, and uh, the company I was in downsized. It was proprietary work. So it got to a point where um, either I was going to be working insane hours uh, and not reaping the true benefits and having a quality of life uh, or I was not going to be making a substantial income. So I decided to change where I was and where I was going. I got into insurance and into financial advising because uh, I loved that stuff. I love helping people. Now the funny thing is as an IT help desk person I was still helping people and this is this is runs throughout my <laughs> whole life whatever I've done. Uh, I enjoy helping people. I even have uh, you know work with my scouts. <laughs> so I have two young sons, and they're in scouts, and we all all the time, all the time help people. So there I was uh, working as a financial advisor, helping people, enjoying that. Uh, but then I got to the point where I found that it was harder for me to get people to save three hundred dollars a month than it was for them to get into a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So if I can help somebody buy a house, again, I inadvertently help them regardless of whether they'll do anything else. So um, the big thing is I love to help people. And whenever I'm looking at a mortgage, I don't look at just the next mortgage, the next transaction. I'm helping them get into a better situation. Well, that's
1: interesting. I, I, I like your analogy from being a financial advisor to uh, helping people find the right mortgage. Uh, The interesting, and I agree with you, there's a connection there that you're serving people or, in your words, helping people uh, into saving money when it was difficult. And I I never thought about it being difficult to get people to save money, especially if they've engaged a financial advisor. Uh, That was an interesting transition in career, though. Have you found that the knowledge and background that you got all the way back to the IT, have they served you well in in the current position you're in?
2: Yes, because every case is individual. Uh, Where you're talking about IT, where people are having trouble with their system and what they did with their system, or with financial advising, every family, every plan is is separate and individual. Same thing happens with every mortgage. Uh, Yes, you can get to, oh, it's a standard conventional mortgage, it's an FHA mortgage, it's a VA mortgage, but every case is individual. What works for one person does not always work for the same person with similar uh, criteria. But something is different. So yes, every case is. It's, it's it basically it's a, an art form, to get in somebody a mortgage.
1: Let me ask you this: the mortgage industry, from my impression, very competitive, particular residential mortgage business. How do you kind of get people to cut through everything and get to you, or say, "Hey, I want to work with you," versus all these other choices?
2: A lot of that comes with uh, word of mouth. I've done work before. I've gotten people into their homes, um, and I've gotten them into. Uh, mortgage um, in this business it gets very competitive so people will drop you for a quarter point and most people don't know what a quarter point really gets to in their monthly payment it's usually a small amount but my goal is to make this the purchase a smooth purchase an enjoyable purchase as enjoyable as it can be when somebody does a financial analysis of everything you do in life um, so that way you enjoy it. So that way, when you start making your monthly payments for the next three hundred and sixty payments, you're not cursing my name. You're thanking me. Uh, so that is my goal. So um, a lot of that comes from prior work, and people call and talk to me. I'd rather I'd rather make a smooth transition to get into a home from rental to a home, or from one house to the next house, and make it a happy time versus fight for every two And, and you can, until you get to the point where you get to the lowest rate, no matter what, and getting to the lowest rate is not always the best deal for everybody. Sometimes it is getting to the house. So when it comes to my priorities for people, once I get them first priority, number one thing is getting them into the house. I'll do what I can, what I have to, to get them there. Next thing, the best deal for them. And that's that again, that is as individual as every person, uh, Then the next thing, as smooth as possible. Those three are my top three that I pay attention no matter what. Um, And then I go on from there. But if I focus on those three, I get people to enjoy the house, to have a blessing of the house versus, again, cursing me for the next 360 payments.
1: Well, you know, we make a lot of sense. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we've already come to the end of our first segment. We're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk to Patrick a little bit more about the challenges in his industry and how they are very similar to challenges that we see in your own industry. So please stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR Advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR Advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegraHR.com.
1: This is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. And we're in the studio today talking to Patrick Morales. He's with Cardinal Financial, which is a residential mortgage company. And we've been talking about sort of the ups and downs and challenges in the mortgage industry, which are similar, like any business, any industry. Patrick, I want to pick up as we get into this, though, is talk about, you know, you, you were talking about the best rate may not be the best for the family or the individual, but people always want to know, how can I get the best rate? What is the secret to the best rate in getting a home mortgage?
2: Um, well, the secret that comes with the best rate is actually the basics in financial planning. Um, you have to have good credit. Now, good credit means that you pay your bills, you pay them on time as you agree to. So when you um, take on an agreement with somebody that you're going to make a payment, you're going to make your car payment on time. If you have integrity and you make your payments on time, guess what? Your credit score goes up. So that's like one of the basics when it comes to it. So if you want to get the best credit, I say best credit, the best rate, you need good credit. Good credit comes from making your payments on time and so on. The next thing is, not buy too much house. If you buy more house than you can afford, guess what? You're challenging your uh, rate state status. Your rate will go up if you're financing more. You want the best rates? You better have a credit score of 740 or more. You better be buying a house that's way within your limit. Um, your monthly payment better be lower than 25% of your take home. That makes a huge difference. They, when they do your credit check to see if you can get a mortgage, they look at 25% or about there for your gross. Most people, unfortunately, want to buy the most house they can. So they push it as far and high as they can. So when they push it that high, the rates go higher. If people stay within their means, their rates go lower. Uh, What you gotta think of, if somebody borrowed money from you, who would you lend it to? somebody who's only borrowing $200,000 when they could afford $500,000 or somebody who's buying $100,000, borrowing $100,000 when they could barely afford the $100,000. So your debt-to-income ratio, as it's called, that makes a big difference. How much house you're buying? Is it in within your means? The better it is, the, the less you're buying per your monthly payments, uh, your monthly income, the better it is, your better rates. Um, also, how much you owe. If you owe too much more, uh, cars, student loans. Student loans is, is definitely a big challenge these days. That's gonna affect your rates. So the higher your rate, the less house you can actually buy.
1: Let me ask you this, I mean, and I've alluded to it in, in, during the course of our conversation today. Every industry, every business, regardless of industry, faces challenges. What, what are one or two of the biggest challenges you face In your business every day and then how do you meet them?
2: One of the huge challenges that we have right now is that you can go online late night tv and see everybody touting the lowest rates available it's a speedy rate it's the lowest rate and so on and again every case is individual might be the lowest rate for you but what the lowest rate for you might be different than for someone else so sometimes I will lose a deal because they're offered a really low rate, say with an on- online company or a telephone company, you call them up, they're in Illinois or in California, but you're in Texas or Florida, and they go through a sheer amount of numbers. So they'll, they'll get you the information, they'll tell you they can get the best rate. Of course, once they get all the information, the rate will change. So that is not, in my opinion, and Integrity you should figure out what they can afford what's best for them, and then figure out what's the best rate at that time so i I have a challenge with that, so that's where it, uh, actually my best attribute is people come to me because I work with them uh, unfortunately sometimes I take it very personal, so from beginning to end, my stress level will go up <laughs> so uh, I'll be smiling with, with with my clients, but like a like a stuck on the water, my feet will be paddling like crazy to get them taken care of. Um, I fix problems, I take care of things, um, sometimes without my clients even knowing. Um, so that's where I will beat the, the big house uh, people. I'll beat the online call center people because I take care of my clients as if it was my loan.
1: Well, you know, that's customer service is always important in any business and the opportunity, because. I have some background in your industry and served on a board of a mortgage company, and it was all about, in, in their case, what you're doing today. This was years ago, but it was the idea that we had to take people. Getting to the rate, getting their business was maybe half. The other half was making sure the deal closed. There's all, and particularly today, there seems to be all kinds of things that can happen before you actually get to closing. But let me ask you that. You mentioned you've got stress. You don't show it to your client. How do you really measure success for yourself and your business as you go along?
2: Um, Well, I get the the tangible measurements. How many loans did I complete in a month? How many people did I get into their homes in a month? So that's the the numeric thing. Um, The non-tangibles are actually much more important to me. Uh, So one of my clients, um, it was the first time she bought a home in decades. So she was nervous about all the changes and everything like that. I said, don't worry about it. I went ahead and answered every question. She called me every other day, sent me a text every other day. But I love it because I'd rather have a question and have it answered than have an unanswered question. So actually really smooth um, deal at this time, a really smooth closing. We got to the closing on time. Most of my closings do show up on time. There's always challenges, but most of them do show up on time. So I got there, got there on time. She bought a beautiful home. She is ecstatic. She's posting on Facebook like crazy how much she's happy to be there. And she's touting me and and the time. So I feel much elation that um, I was able to help her out. Um, And then the next thing is she has a housewarming party. She invites me over there and I'm in her house, in the house that we got her in. She's got it all decked out beautifully for the party. She's got all her friends there. And um, that's The amazing thing when somebody has found their home and they like it so much and they were happy with me so much (laughs) that they invite me in their house um that's an intangible that i get every month and i love it
1: it makes a lot of sense because in a lot of industries you really you sell something a product or service and maybe you don't get to see the end product and how people how you really did help them uh, moving forward let me ask you this i mean Technology has been a big part of your industry. It's a big part today. In your opinion, and you're a technology guy, so you probably understand it a lot more than your colleagues, is over the last five years, how has it really changed your business?
2: Um, now, one of the great things is it actually made it easier for people to take care of what they need to. Their, um, their apps, their programs, their computer things, that you can get your system done really quickly. Um, there are connections between my company and the IRS, <laughs> my company, and all sorts of different uh, other purveyors where we can get a lot of information amazingly quickly. Uh, so when we have a, a veteran and they don't have their paperwork, we can actually connect with the VA and get the paperwork for them. So they don't have to worry about that. Um, doesn't always happen, but we can take care of it. So the technology is great. Um, Today's day, I mean, if you get somebody who knows how to work a computer, knows how to work a phone, um, they can load up documents by taking a picture with the phone and dropping it right into the uh, the Dropbox and as securely as whatever network you're connected to. So it's amazing. Um, But the other thing is I also work with my clients that are technologically challenged. So I will meet with them and then I will... Do the things with scanning it, uh, either with my computer, with my computer, with my laptop uh, connected to a, a printer or a scanner, or just take pictures of it again securely network and send it up to myself, and it's done. So technologically, it's um, it's amazing. It's amazing how fast we can get things done. Um, then the challenge, though, is the regulations. There are certain things that have to be done for the protection of the customer, uh, but it adds time. It adds money. Uh, the cost to get a mortgage these days has gone up a bit. But it's still a total benefit for somebody to own a house. And, again, it's also very easy with today's technology.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. It sounds like technology, and, and I would guess, that it's had a big impact on your industry, particularly. You know, some industries don't benefit as quickly or as obviously, but the, your industry with all the paperwork, rules, regulations, it, uh, it would seem like it really has made – or made a huge impact I need to ask you again we kind of touched on this and I but I did I kind of let it go and i people are always interested how do you market your business you know I talked about how do you stand out in the crowd so to speak but how do you market your business
2: how do people find you how do they know of you okay well, I mean to find me it is as easy as my website uh, patricktx.com it's really easy um, and then my phone number is uh, 832-639-3350 Again, easy to get a hold of me. Uh, my phone is always with me. I will answer it if I'm awake. <laughs> so, uh, and then if not, I'll call back as soon as possible.
1: But, you know, when I go on the computer and, and do, all, uh, do a search, I mean, there's thousands of, of mortgage companies. How do you stand out? Not necessarily on the computer, but in general. How do you stand out? How do you make yourself stand out? To find the contacts and the clients you need to make your
2: business work. Okay. So in, in in real life, in the physical world, um, where it comes from is from my prior work from word of mouth. Um and that's where it actually still comes from, no matter how big a business is or how small your business is. It's word of mouth. Even though the word of mouth now is social media and texting and so on, um, because of my prior work, I have people come to me. So what I do is I market to um their friends, I market to people who know them to to know what I've done. The other thing is I also market to to realtors. Realtors is basically where I get most of my deals from other than my own uh, circle of influence. So when I'm working with realtors, I'm telling them them I'm gonna get you people to close. That's my first priority. If they they don't close, guess what? They don't get the house, the realtors don't get paid and I don't get paid. So when I talk to my realtors, I say, I will get you to closing and I will get you paid. And also make it as smooth as possible so your customers are happy so when a realtor's customers are happy the realtors are happy and that makes me happy and also makes uh, them happy with me so i have realtors that will call and talk to me uh to help them out with a situation where somebody's going with a lender that's not um as smooth so they'll say hey can you talk to them see what you can do to help them and if i can get the chance to talk to them before they got the paperwork started, I usually get a good chance to get them taken care of.
1: Well, you, you make a lot of sense to me and the opportunity to be out there, I tell you, it's, it's got to be a scramble. There are tons of realtors, lots of realtors, and lots of mortgage companies, uh, and I applaud the fact that you've been so successful in your industry and, and making it work. We've only got a, a few seconds left here, but I also, I want you to tell the folks or share with us, what are the plans for yourself and for your business going forward?
2: I'm going to help more people. Uh, there are several different areas uh, in the Houston area that have been uh, challenged and damaged for Harvey, um, and I got several connections with some builders where we're going to be rebuilding homes or building homes, and people can take advantage of uh, special programs for the, from the government, like the 203H, and we can get them in their homes. So we're going be able to convert some people who are renters into homeowners. We're get some homeowners who lost their homes back into their homes. Um, plus, I mean, one thing is, uh, here in Houston because of, uh, Harvey did not damage the industry. It's still growing. People are still moving here. People still need a place to live. And again, home ownership is beautiful.
1: Well, that's a great way to close it out. I appreciate that. Patrick, if people want to get in touch with you to talk about your business or talk about maybe doing business with you, what's the best way for them
2: to do that? Best way to do is give me a call, uh, 832 639 3350. That's the main phone number. It goes right to my cell phone number and I will answer. I'll call back. Just give me a call and see how fast I call back. And then you can look me up on my website. It's patricktx.com. It's real simple. Again, patricktxfortexas.com.
1: Well, thank you again, Patrick. Can't thank you enough for coming in though. And I appreciate it for the enlightenment that you've given us in the, not the mortgage industry and very competitive business and how you're able to compete. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the bottom of the hour. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break, and we come back. Uh, Stacy Harris, Impressions by Stacy, is going to join us. Talk about how important your impression as a business owner. Also, talk about a couple tips on networking you probably never heard. So, please stay with us, and we'll be right back in the Expert Corner.
3: Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713, or visit AllegraHR.com.
1: You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. And welcome back. We're in our third segment of today's program, Uh, where we typically have the expert corner. And I'll get to that in just a moment. Before I do, though, I want to personally thank our show sponsor, Allegra HR. Allegra, A-L-L-E-G-R-E, HR, human resources. You can find them at AllegraHR.com. And I am a big encourager, particularly as a business advisor, uh, someone that mentors business owners, to check out your human resources. One or more employee absolutely qualifies you as having human resources issues. doesn't mean they're negative, but it's great to have a wonderful company in your corner to help you design your HR programs if you're large enough for that, help you when you've got a challenge to meet. This type of opportunity of outsourcing your HR and instead of trying to afford, because you got to be fairly large to afford a full-time person, it's a great opportunity for us in small business to get it right, get the best people, keep them happy, and make sure we don't stump our toe and end up in court. So reach out to AllegraHR.com. And remember, too, that you you and your company can sponsor this show, the Weekly Business Hour. It's very nominal. If you have an interest in that, just reach out directly to me, Rick, at IRLoneStar.com. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've got a great expert for you today. Stacy Harris, owner of Impressions by Stacy Harris, and the owner of several NIA chapters is going to join us. Stacy welcome to the program.
0: Thank you. Good morning.
1: Well, how are you this morning?
0: I am doing great. Thank you so much for letting me be on your show again. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, it's an honor to have you because I consider you one of, if not the best expert I've ever seen on networking, and you work in the area of imaging, which is what I'd like to talk about today because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, many times as a business owner, we don't think about our image. We just think about rolling Mm -hmm. our sleeves up and going to work, and it's important. So, Talk about, you know, why or what's so important about our image in business.
0: Well, you know, I think it's like you said, We you start a business and you get to work. And a lot of times this is something that kind of falls by the wayside, but yet it really is one of the most important things you can do. And that is the image that you're reflecting as the business owner out to the community about who you are and what you do. And the, the truth of it is there've been so many studies that have been done and first impressions it is all about first impressions. Um, that's one of the reasons I named my company Impressions because people decide and seven to 30 seconds they are sizing you up it is a very uh, subconscious thing that people do but they go on your appearance um they look at how you carry yourself your smile your handshake how you're dressed um and they decide things subconsciously in seven to 30 seconds like you are you trustworthy are you nice do they want to know you do they want to talk to you and spend time with you and so that is why it is so important um to be aware of your personal appearance and making sure that you always look like the owner of the business. No matter what the industry is that you are in, um, you know, you may be in construction or you may be um, Allegra HR advisors, you know, in a more professional setting. But when you are out networking in the community, telling people about your business, you need to look like the owner no matter what. So I think, um, you know, that is, that's what a lot of people don't understand is they think, well, I need to look like um, I've just come in from the construction site when they're out networking. Well, no, they need to look like the successful business owner, even though they may be out in the field with their sleeves rolled up and getting their, butt, their boots muddy, um, they still need to look like they are the owner of a successful business. Does that
1: make sense to you? It absolutely makes sense to me, but I have a follow-up question. I mean, just okay. in general, and we can use our construction example that you picked up on.
0: Sure.
1: When I go in and use a networking event or I'm meeting potential new clients, what is that image? What do I, I mean, the muddy boots, I get that absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. What do I need to look like to say, hey, I'm a successful business owner uh, when I just meet someone? You need to,
0: I would say at the least... Um, Set your own dress code as a business casual, at at least. Um, Business professional, I think, is even better. So business casual, let's say for the construction guy, would be a nice pair of um, dark jeans, no holes, um, still nice boots, you know, that aren't muddy, a shirt tucked in, a sports coat. um, You know, that kind of look is what you want, as you know, as a gentleman. For that more professional look, you want to give a look of success. And when your appearance is pulled together and it looks like you have put some effort into it, that makes a big impression on people. And they immediately their minds go to this person knows what they're doing. This person is successful. If you look like you're pulled together, um, you know, I suit and tie. You don't see a whole lot of that anymore. It really kind of depends upon the networking event that you're going to or the lunch or, you know, whatever it might be. But I always tell my clients and, and when I do seminars and things like this um, working with business owners, their sales teams and support staff, there is nothing wrong with being the best dressed person in the room. You would rather be known as the best dressed person than the sloppy one in, in the corner.
1: Well, I agree with that a thousand percent. Now, for for our women-owned business, I think yes. women are probably more challenged because to me, the fashion uh, world is just wide open. I mean, uh, uh, when you yes. go to a guy, it's pair of pants, a pair of slacks, I call it, or a coat, right. tie, no coat, whatever. Women, what is important as a women uh, as a woman-owned business is I'm out there telling you I'm a successful business owner.
0: You know, the big thing is is dressing for respect is what I always try to come across to ladies. Um, fashions are changing all the time; um, skirt lengths go up and down. You know, colors and different things like that. We do definitely have a lot more choices out there than the men do. Um, but the most important thing is to dress with respect. Um, respect, showing respect for yourself, um, but also in a way that commands respect from other people. And what I mean by that is making sure that skirt lengths are not too short. You need to do the sit down test. If you sit down and your skirt comes up more than a couple of inches above your knee, that is too short for a professional setting. Um, making sure that blouses are not cut too low. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, cleavage is never acceptable in a professional setting, not at a holiday Christmas party, um, not in the workplace ever. Um, you need to make sure that things are, that everything is covered up And that it is respectful of your body, yourself. And I think people are so aware of that right now with all of this stuff that's going on in media. And, um, you know, women really need to be um, respectful of themselves. And, you know, for women, the way they dress is such a reflection of their personality. So I would say still dress in a way that you feel like yourself, but err on the conservative side And um, just make sure that the main thing is just making sure that everything is covered up that should be covered up. And again, I would just start at that um, business, the business casual or dressier than that.
1: Well, everything you say, I would uh, say check because when I meet people, men or women, doesn't matter to Mm me. I get a sense of who they are, particularly if we're in the business environment that you and I are in every day with networking and other things. I really do take that impression, and it uh, moving forward, either I'm going to talk to them or not talk to them or really understand what they're doing, and it makes a huge difference. We've got right. a couple Thanks. minutes left, and I don't want to leave out. You always are the consummate networker. You have an organization, NIA, you support. How about a tip on that maybe people haven't heard about networking?
0: About networking, um, you know, I – Um, With my Network and Action members, one of the things that uh, we just talked about last week, actually, in networking was um, just having a purpose when you go to a networking event. I think for so many people, especially business owners, when you were trying to run the business and be the face of the company, be the business development person, you know, and the head bathroom cleaner. All of those things is what all the business owners are juggling all the time. And so networking, sometimes um, people don't put enough thought into it before they walk into a networking situation. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times people, they've got a networking event. They know it starts at 5 o'clock. They wheel in on two tires into the parking lot, pop a Tic Tac, grab a handful of business cards, and they walk in. Without really preparing themselves or putting any thought into what do they want to get out of the networking event, um, so I always encourage people to play a little game with yourself. Set a goal as far as who do you want to meet. You know, are there certain industries, people that you are looking for? Do you need to talk to an estate attorney, um, a financial advisor, a banker? You know, who is it that you need to meet and have that mental checklist of people that you're going to be on the look for, um, but also networking isn't, you're not going to get anything out of networking if relationship, the reason we network is to build relationships. And so, you know, play a little game with yourself of I'm going to talk to this many people that I don't know, five people that I don't know. And out of those five people, I'm going to book three appointments so that we can sit down and have coffee or lunch or invite them to my office. And so we can sit down and and get to know each other and people, the clients that I work with, when they, had this little shift in mindset about networking and going into it with a plan, um, it really is amazing what happens, how when you think ahead of, I want to meet these people in these industries, how those are the exact people that you end up coming across. So, you know, go in with a game plan, whatever that might be, whatever it is that you're looking for at the time, and uh, just write it down. I'm a big fan of writing it down before you go in so that it just helps you remember it a little bit better. And then just being alert and aware and, and not afraid to talk to people that you don't know.
1: Well, that is absolutely great advice for folks uh, that are out there networking to build their business. Well, we've got a lot—thirty seconds left. Uh, you do a show, uh, NIA. Uh, tell us a little bit about those in the last thirty seconds we have.
0: I do. I have my show is um, the second Tuesday of every month, and it's called Making Connections, and it is all about—it's um, all about networking and just how the different people that cross our paths. Um, throughout business, for, for for professional reasons, whatever, um how those relationships that we have developed really change our career path or our business, or um it can be some kind of an emotional boost to you, but it's just about the connections that we as human beings make. And um, we have a lot of fun on this show. I'd love for everybody to listen in. Thank you for mentioning that.
1: Well, it's second Tuesday at what time?
0: It is the second Tuesday at two o'clock.
1: Two o'clock, second Tuesday. So yes. I would encourage everybody. Uh, in fact, I guess we'll have a show, what, next week? Week from two, yes. tomorrow?
0: Yes. 2 Second o'clock. Tuesday already.
1: <laughs> um, it just comes around, but I think it's great. It's a great way, folks, to get educated about networking and hear from people, particularly Stacy and her guest, about how to be a better networker, which helps every business in the world that I can think of. you got to be able to communicate and build those relationships. Well, Stacey, obviously, I deeply appreciate you taking time. I know you've got a huge busy schedule with your NIA chapters and whatnot and all the things you do. If someone wants to reach out and learn a little bit more about NIA or your show, anything, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: They can email me at Stacy at NetworkInAction.com, and Stacy is S-T-A-C-Y, or um, we have a wonderful Facebook page, um, it's NIA The Woodlands, and they can send me a private message that way.
1: Well, again, thank you so much. I wish you a lot of success, and I look forward to your next radio show.
0: Thank you, thank you, and Merry Christmas to everyone.
1: Yes, thank you. for That's a great reminder. We need to say that over and over. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yes. uh, we're at the end of our third segment. I hope you'll stay with me because when we come back, I'm going to give my Silver Fox tip of the week. It, it is time to go. How to know when it is your time to leave your business. So stay with us.
3: play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR Advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR Advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit allegrehr.com
1: this is rick schistler your silver fox advisor and host of the weekly business hour we're here to the final segment of today's show and this is where i like to talk about the silver fox tip of the week but before I do that, I want to remind you that, you know, this show is a recorded podcast podcaster available. YouTube, just go to YouTube and type in the Weekly Business Hour. We're available on a number of social media sites, uh, Google Play, iTunes. You can find this show and listen or listen and watch segments that you haven't seen before. We're also live on FM 104.5 and 106.1 in the Conroe Radio area. So please make an attempt, if you will, if you've got something you want to catch up on, if you didn't hear today's show in its entirety, whatever, go there. We always post a, a little bit of a, a listing of what is on the show, content, guest, and so you'll see if something's interesting, and that way you can determine where and when you want to listen to it. Well, let's do the Silver Fox tip of the week. It's time to go. How to know when it is time to leave your business. Well, that comes under a general category of exit strategy. Uh, which is kind of a high-binding word, exit strategy. I mean, I've got an exit strategy. Uh, What am I going to do about it, right? Well, and we've talked about that several times over the last few years about creating an exit strategy. Obviously, the best way to do this is to do a little bit of planning. I know that's a challenge for some small business owners. But, you know, our strategy or the one that I try to work with my clients, do it in the very beginning. Do it when you start the business as part of putting your business plan together, your strategic plan, your market plan, what all you're putting together, putting your money together, your idea, your concept, is to write down just three simple things. When you want to exit, how much you want to walk away with money or other assets, and to whom are you going to sell the business to. And that's not necessarily a particular person. It means are you going to transfer it to family? Or are you going to sell it to an industry group? Or are you just going to go out and just put it on the market, see what happens? Try to think about that because as you build the business, obviously, as we've talked about as you build your business, you can focus on those things and craft your business, if you will, so that it will be ready to go when you're ready to go. Most of the time, i found, though, that small business owners wait until the end, and they're trying to figure out, when is it my time to go? It's it's on the, on the run. They've run their business on a shoestring. They built it into something solid. They've got some assets that are worth some money. They've got to determine what the value of the business is at that point. And that's the first point. I think you know when it's time to go, when that value point, where the value of what you're going to be able to sell and receive in turn meets your needs in the next step or next chapter of your life. That's the first place I think people know when it's time to go. Uh, I was talking to an individual recently, and he says, well, when we get up to 200 customers of a certain type, whatever, then it's our time to go. We've set that goal that once we can build it to there, it's got a certain value. We can hopefully sell it, cash out. And move on. The second place I think that's determining, and to me the most important, is when the thrill is gone. You know, B.B. King sang the song, The Thrill Is Gone. Listen to that song if you haven't heard it lately, and it really explains it. And really, what that is is when you've lost your passion. So many folks get worn down by their businesses through different things that happen, like here in the Houston area, we had a hurricane event. There are a number of small businesses that just won't open. In many cases, they didn't have the money or couldn't find the money but there are also a lot of cases where they could get the money but they were going to have to borrow it and they didn't want to remortgage they've already paid off or paid down and they just decided to call it quits shut the doors and literally sell what assets are saleable and move on but the passion is a lot more than that you know when everyone starts a business they've got to have a certain level of passion it's just one of the major ingredients that needs to be there and we have to sustain that passion. And hopefully it grows as our business grows, that we have that passion, as we heard earlier from Patrick Morales, to serve as clients, for an example. People have passion about building it to a certain size, such as the individual that wants 200 qualified customers. There's lots of ways to define that passion and what it means to each individual. But when you lose that passion, let me submit to you right now, you need to recognize that, and that's the time you need to prepare to go. And the third area I'd like to touch on is family. Many times, small businesses, one or more individuals from the family would be involved. And something happens in the family, some dynamic takes place. Say a family member was supposed to take the business over, uh, perhaps a son or daughter or whatever, and that doesn't work out. Well, that may mean that it's time to go, that the business owner says, okay, I need to change tracks, I need to go this way, now it's time to go because they're not gonna come in and take it over. I was gonna stay here for five years or whatever, but they're not coming, I need to go. So think about these things. Think about where you are in your business. If you haven't done it before, plan to exit your business. If you didn't do it in the beginning, plan on it today. A big encouragement on my part. If you got any questions about that, again, reach out to me at rick at IRLoneStar.com. And I hope you'll put it on your calendar to join us again next Monday, right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 o'clock. Remember, you too can sponsor this program. Again, reach out to me at rick at IRLoneStar.com and look for that podcast. It'll be posted in the next 48 to 72 hours. The idea also that you can go to Facebook. I failed to mention that earlier. Facebook, we have a page, the Weekly Business Hour. You'll find our podcast posted there. Again, thank you for joining us. Remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on IRLoneStar.com. And until next week, stay engaged this week and keep your focus on what counts in your business. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station.